Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosalyn Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, my lovelies. Happy Monday to you. This podcast is coming out a little late, um, but we ain't going to go into all that. Hey, y'all. Happy Monday. Um, I wanted to talk about something really, really exciting I have coming up this week that you can take part of. If you are following me on on Instagram, then you know I have opened enrollment for my Time With God Challenge. So if you have never heard of my Time With God Challenge, this is my fifth time doing it. I have had over 200 ladies go through the challenge and open enrollment for my challenge is now. So you have until Friday, July 24th to sign up. The link will be in the description box. And... All you have to do is just come, sis, just come. So this challenge will include, if you've never heard of it before, my Time With God Challenge is a way for me to teach you literally the step-by-step process it takes to create a very easy-to-implement routine with God, a very easy way to know how to study the Bible. And this time, I am adding the mindset piece. I know there are a lot of times that we look at God as this big being, and we kind of feel like we can't come to Him when we need things. And so I really, really, really want to dig deep in this challenge specifically about the mindset of coming to God as father. And that's kind of the theme of this episode. And so if you are somebody who has fallen off in your routine with God, if you are someone that doesn't know how to study the Bible, doesn't know what devotionals to read, needs an accountability partner and a community of women, we will be coming together. It will be so many of us coming together in a private accountability group on Facebook, and we will be sharing. And then I will be teaching two live recorded classes, sharing every bit of resource and knowledge that I have about studying the Bible, creating your routine, getting back into the groove of of it. If you are someone that has fallen off your routine since this pandemic has started, you do not want to miss this challenge. So go to the link in the description, sign up. If you follow me on Instagram, the link is in my bio. Just definitely, definitely, definitely sign up because you do not want to miss it. And once it closes on Friday, I'm not opening it up. We will start on July 26 until August August the 1st. And so we'll go from Sunday to Saturday and I cannot wait to teach you. It's like, I'm super hype about this because God has been really pressing on my heart about his people. And so I just really want to preface, you need to join the challenge. So let's get into the episode. As I said before, I'm super excited to talk to y'all today. And 
part of what I was talking about with the challenge was the premise of this idea of coming to God as father. And so recently um, on Instagram, I was going through a really, I won't even say rough. It wasn't a rough week, but I was so busy last week. I have created a system in which I give myself deadlines on the projects I'm doing. Y'all, I'm super, super big on time management, if you don't already know. And so because of that, I was like, Rosalyn, you have all these projects you need to get done. You have to get them done. But child, I was working like 10 to 12 hour days. And I looked up and it was like Thursday and I had not picked up my Bible in a week, if I'm being 100% transparent. And so I was just like, Lord, I talk to you all day, like, because I talk to myself and I talk to you and I'm like telling you all my little judge and all the things I got going. I have my own little routine with God when I'm like cooking and making breakfast in the morning and stuff. And so I was like, well, I need to pick up this Bible for like 45 minutes. Y'all listen, that little 45 minutes had me in tears. Okay. I was so blown away by just the outpour of God in that short span of time. Because I think sometimes you think when you go to God and you only have like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you wonder if am I going to get anything. But almost always, no matter what it is, when I come to God and I'm just like, here, Father, I'm open, I'm ready, poor. He outpours so much to me. And so I immediately thought back to a time about two years ago where that would have not been or even a year ago where that would not have been the narrative of just. I ain't picked up my Bible in a week. Let me just open it, go to you, tell you what I'm thinking, and you pour, and you show, and you and I listen, and all of these things that I used to beat myself up over. I ain't spent time with God in a week. I ain't spent time with God in two weeks. I ain't spent time with God in a month. I haven't said anything to God in a month. I haven't gone to him and all of these things. And so I used to beat myself up so bad that it created this mindset of, I don't know how to go to God. I don't know. I I feel like a bad Christian. I feel like I'm this, I'm that. And so I put on Instagram just like how that 45 minutes was so impactful to me and how I used to think. And the response was so outpouring from so many people who I didn't know who related to this feeling of I feel like I can't go to God because when I don't spend time with him I feel like he's angry with me or I'm a bad Christian or that he's not my father or all these things that just don't line up with where I'm at now and not to say like I'm definitely not better than anybody But the perspective shift that has occurred is like, I just don't look at God anymore as like, like I'm being punished if I get so busy and I don't pick up the Bible. I used to think that way. Now, again, Holy Spirit is always nudging me to get to him. So I'm not discrediting time with God, but I'm really, really talking about the mindset, not the actual act of doing it, but the mindset we think and how much we shame ourselves and how much we beat ourselves down as children of the king, as children of the creator, as children of this most high God. Why do we beat ourselves up? And I wanted to talk about the mindset of approaching God as father. Now, I'm briefly hitting this. 
I'm briefly diving into this. I will go so much more deeper into this scripture wise, so much more deeper in my own experience and really, really give depth into this in the time with God challenge. So if you really are interested, make sure you sign up because I'm really going to talk about the mindset piece so much deeper. But I'm going to briefly talk about it. I used to think this because I had a lot of feelings of, you know, things related to my earthly father. And I and I didn't realize it until I was in counseling when my therapist asked me the question of, how do you look at God? And I was like, oh, well, he's God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think God is God, you know? That's all I would say to her. And so she was like, no, like, how do you look at him? And so when we talked through it, she really delved deep into, you know, the relationship with my dad, which, like I said, I'll talk about more deeply in the challenge. But it was so much trauma tied to that earthly relationship with my father and the way that I got treated as a child or not even treated, but the way that I saw him and the way I viewed him, that I immediately took that and it was a mirror of my relationship with God. And it was almost like I only looked at God as a punisher because that was the only frame of reference that I had as I was growing up with my earthly father. Like I only really, you know, got got into discussions or anything with my dad when I was in trouble. And so it always became this thing of in my mind of I can't mess up. I can't make mistakes. I can't do this. It was very, very religious. And so as I grew in my personal relationship with God, we all come into the world with a love that we're searching for. We're all God placed that in us. He placed eternity in our hearts. The Bible says that. And so because he placed eternity in our hearts, we're searching for an eternal being. We're searching for love. And so God is love. And so we're searching for him, essentially. But what happens is life experiences occur. And sometimes people don't understand that the trauma you experience as a kid or church hurt you might experience at a church or expectations people put on you or this culture of you have to be perfect. You can't mess up or go, go, go all the time. And that's like your approval with society that we almost equate that to the way God looks at us. We equate that. We look at uh, spiritual figures that we look up to maybe growing up and take that as that is the standard. And we don't really understand that personal relationship with God is truly from a place of you are your 100% authentic self with him. And so I think over time, what I realized was that much of my view of God was rooted in rejection. I always felt God was going to reject me. I always felt like I had to prove myself for his love. And that if I didn't do what this Bible said, 24, 7, 365, I'm a bad Christian. It was so much shame attached to it. It was so much of I'm beating myself up because I don't do these things that it impacted my entire relationship with God. But my desire in my heart was to seek him. It, it never changed. My desire for him never changed because I knew he was what I needed. But the actual behavior and mindset I had towards God was so flawed that it impacted my behavior towards God. I hope this makes sense. And so because of that, because everything was rooted in rejection, I always felt like if I mess up, God is going to reject me and cast me away. 
even down to the simplest thing of spending time with him. If I don't do this every day, if I don't pray for an hour, if I don't do this ritual, ritualistic thing. And again, listen to me when I say I'm not saying that time with God and everyday time with him is not essential or not good for you because it is. But when it comes from, again, when I talked about the behavior, when your mindset is so flawed and you're doing it out of trying to prove something, it doesn't feel fun. Like it doesn't feel fun when you are going to God in performance. And even sometimes, and I'm not going to say this, you're always going to be there. There are some times where I still think, God, I ain't spend time with you. I know this is why, you know, I'm tripping. I, I need to get before my father and tell him how I'm feeling and, and express to him what's going on and like all of those things. And so sometimes I'll say, Father, I haven't talked to you. I haven't opened up to you about what's happening, so on and so forth. But when that becomes our behavior to where when we approach God, we spend the whole hour beating ourselves up about why we haven't come to him or we are such bad people. Or we're such bad Christians. We take away from the essence of the time of God restoring our soul. Like the Bible says literally that we are his sheep, that we are sheep and he is the shepherd. Psalms 23 says like, if God makes us lie down in green pastures, that's a place of rest. If he leads us beside still waters, that's a place of peace. If he restores our soul, why do we look at a God that we serve and think he wouldn't care enough about the fact that we're so busy and we, we're having a hard time looking at him as father. God cares about that. And so what happened was just, I used to shame myself so bad. I used to say, I should be doing this. I should have, I should have, would have, could have, I should have, would have, could have, I should have, would have, could have. And it took me away from the place that I felt genuine in this with God. Now, this is something you have to learn. I don't believe this is something that is like an overnight process, but I do think that as people that we sometimes don't understand, like this is the reason all those people came to Jesus. They all came to him with an issue. And it, and the beautiful thing about it was they didn't even know Jesus like that. Jesus didn't have no previous relationship with them in the sense of a physical way of like he knew that people were just coming up to him saying, this was my issue. This is my issue. This is my issue. This is what I need from you. And so if that's the way we're approaching God and saying, I need you every hour. I need you with this. I need you with that. It's a thing of like humility of saying, I'm not strong enough to handle this life without you. I need you. But what happens is we try to do and then come to God to say, I've done all these things. I need you to, you know, this is this. Or we just shame ourselves for the fact we don't go to God. Or we beat ourselves up. Like, why would why would someone who needs healing beat themselves up knowing that the healer is in front of them and they're like, I don't want to go to you. I don't want to go. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm so scared because it's it's a mindset thing. It's a decision thing. But there's also a lot of healing within your own relationship with God, because y'all have to know this and hear me when I say this church. No, let me even take that back. I won't even say church because church is God's bride. But there have been leaders there have been people, there have been culture things that have shaped the way we view God. 
And we don't really recognize the value of personal relationship because, again, and not to say that it's not a bad thing, but we're seeking for love. We're seeking for answers. We're seeking for understanding to know who is this God that we serve. But the problem is, is we're going to all these places and it and those things create our narrative for the way we view God. Instead of like us really working to build personal relationship, this is why time with God is important. This is why you need accountability and community of people who are going to say this walk like me. I'm going to tell y'all this walk is not easy. This walk is hard at times. This walk also requires a lot of like understanding that there are going to be so many false things that are thrown in your face and you have to know the word enough to be able to discern what's true and what's not true. To be able to discern that this is the reason people run to new age. This is the reason people run to all these false things and do things such as like crystals and sage and all these other things because there's it, it, it there, it's not that they're even looking for that. They're looking for something to solve the issue and solve the problem. But instead of going to the source, it's always a thing of going to other things and it creates this deceptive nature that the enemy has created to for us to fall as believers into these other things that we don't even know we're doing and then what happens is we've spent so much time in all these other areas that we're still empty we're still not fulfilled we may feel fulfilled in a way mentally but truly it's like the deep-rooted fulfillment of knowing your whole is through jesus period point blank poo period in the story And so I say this to say the root of it is we have to address our view of God. We have to address our view of of who we see Jesus to be and who he really is through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth. And so because of that, how we approach God is so, so important. And so how to approach God as father is to first address what the problem was in childhood of uh, of um, things that you might have blamed God for where you might have been in a very traumatic situation and you leave in question like does God even exist like I've met people who have said like God doesn't even exist because this doesn't happen or or just going into all these other things that it becomes so even confusing to like say where is God in this situation and so I really just want to say like we have to address the root issue much of it is tied to rejection disappointment pain us never being taught we we come up in households that were so that were rooted in so much of our parents beating us down or they relied on us for everything that even as adults and millennial adults were relied on for things that as children we shouldn't be relied on. Like I'm 30 years old and I shouldn't be doing this, this, this for all these people in my family when I'm trying to do it myself, you know. And so it makes us question and we even go to God like, God, what is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? looking for a resolve and God's like, but you got to do the inner work, like the inner work, the inner rooted issues and truly understanding that he is father as a father. He wants to teach us as a father. He wants to love on us as a father. He wants to solve the problem. 
But sometimes we just want God to fix it, but we don't want him to fix us. We don't want him to fix the inner person. We don't want to recognize that we struggle with boundaries. We don't want to recognize that we're out here seeking other things but him. We don't want to recognize that we're out here really depressed and anxious and wanted to be just a word to just have it be fixed. And it's not an overnight process. It's not. And so I, 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 I preface this to say like approaching God as father is understanding the true nature of who he is and how to approach him as father is one recognizing what the trigger is and what the root issue is. And that's the part that people stop at. That's the part that people look at and they don't want to deal with because we want to stay perfect. We want to be in this box. I'm going to tell y'all now, I'm not perfect. And I don't try to claim to be a perfect Christian because baby girl, I'm not. Okay. I'm just not. There's sometimes words come out of my mouth that I don't need to say. There's sometimes where I just completely am like, why am I even doing this? There's sometimes I don't want to be nice to people. Okay. There's sometimes I just don't. And I've learned over time that that doesn't cast me away from my father. That doesn't cast me away from who he is because I don't do this, because I don't do that, because of this, 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 and that, because my heart posture is to serve him. But even if I do mess up, that's another thing that I want to talk about in another podcast is just this, this thing of we, we become perfection. We, we, we try to be perfected in our heads, but we don't want to address the issue. Like you have to be honest with yourself. If you really want to make a change, you got to make a decision to walk change out. Change is not just this thing where the magical, beautiful parts of you are just going to appear. The beautiful parts of you are dirty. The beautiful parts of you are those places you don't be wanting to talk about. The beautiful parts of you are the things that you struggle with. There are times where I try to be in control of everything. And God has to check me and say, baby girl, have a seat. You ain't in control of this and I have to go sit down. But that doesn't mean because this is a problem or a thing that I'm working through that he doesn't love me, that he don't care for me, that he's going to cast me away. Like how, how does a father, does that make sense? If this is the God that they talk about, who is love, who is patient, who is kind, who literally says in his word if if you know Eve, this is Matthew seven eleven. So if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? And what I got from that scripture is that we have access through God for everything we want and everything we need, even healing, even the dark places we don't try to talk about. Even the places we don't show in front of Instagram, the places you don't, people that struggle with pornography, people that struggle with you hop from dude to dude to dude because you're looking for some type of affirmation. And this is not to shame you, sis. This is to make you understand that even that is not that far from God. Even that is not away from him enough for you to see that if you ask for his help and you ask him to help you understand the way you view him. Literally say, God, help me see you 
and help me fix and unlearn the things that are not you. Ask for help. Get in accountability. This is why in the time with God challenge, I'm talking about mindset because this is the this is the I could give y'all the strategies all day on how to spend time with God. I can give you the strategies on how to create your time in the morning with him or in the evening. I can give you all the devotionals. I can give you every single bit of every piece of knowledge about studying the Bible that I know every resource about it, every person I follow, I could give you my whole Instagram list of following. But if you don't even look at God and approach him as God and approach him as father or look at him as if, or even aren't willing to address the fact that this is an issue, you won't, you'll, you'll do this for a week and you'll fall off again. You'll do it. You'll, you'll, you'll get upset because you don't feel like everything is being fixed and you'll stop. But the truth of the matter is, is that God wants you to seek him regardless. Even if you do fall off for two weeks, pick back up because truly it's about dealing with the monster in the way we see him and see him as and him as father. And when you see him as father, no matter how long you've gone without him, you can approach him as dad. That's why the prodigal son with the prodigal son was in the, in, in the house. And what happened? He left, did his dirt And when he went back to his father's house, his father ran to him. God wants to run to us. But because we would rather stay away because we're so afraid to approach him and we're so shamed because we shame ourselves because we think we have to take on 50 million ministry assignments, 50 things that we got to do for the church, 50 things. we got. And I'm not speaking against that because I do think some, you know, If you're called to do that, that's fine. But when you do it to the point to where you're burnt out and you're so tired and you're literally don't have time for your own family, you don't have time for your own mental space. Like, why would God want you to be burnt out? If he's a God of rest, if he's a God of of restoring your soul, leading you beside still waters and giving you peace. Why would you be so burnt out that you don't have no peace? And you can't even pick up your Bible to spend time with him. And so I say that again, not to shame you, but to bring to your awareness some of the things that might be impacting the way you even come to him because we feel like we have to perform. We feel like we this, this, we feel like these things make us be in God's eyes, some superior level. That was what the Pharisees did. They knew all the word. They knew all the things um, in, in the Bible. They knew it. They knew the rituals. They knew them down to a T to where they would ask Jesus, why are you doing this? But wouldn't see the compassion. Wouldn't see, wouldn't see the need for helping others in a way that gives God glory. I literally will make myself look like a a hot mess in front of people to give God glory. Because if I can look like a hot mess and he still makes me look like light, that means he has done his job. And so the, the, again, the mindset approaching him is, is being able to know that good things come from him. Good things come from him, period. And I want to really show you step by step on how to approach God as father in the time of God challenge, because it really, really impacts the way we are consistent with God. It's almost like if you have a boyfriend, you excited to talk to that man, like you want to talk to him all the time. I want to talk to God all the time because I'm always like, Lord, look, I don't know what I'm doing. Some days I'm like, Father, 
What am I doing? But at the same time, I live to serve you because serving you is the best thing I could ever do. No matter if it means going to this job every single day, doing what I got to do in my job. It doesn't matter if it's being on this podcast and sharing my story, Father. It doesn't matter if it's sharing what mental health means to me. It doesn't matter if I have to share normalizing relationship with you. This walk is challenging, but this walk is doable. We do it through Jesus. We're not alone in this life. And I'm coming beside you, sis, to say you don't have to do it by yourself. And so the last thing that I want to say in approaching God as father is heal with God, like heal with him, heal with the father. And I'll talk about that more in detail in the challenge. But there is a thing of of understanding that. Because God restores our soul, like in Psalm 23, says he restores our soul. If something needs restoration, that means it was actually this. Thank you, Father, for that real quick analogy. If you look at old YouTube videos and look at rusted knives, let's talk about rusted knives, for example. It was in its in its original state when it was first made. That knife was was made beautifully in its original state in its first when it was first made. Over time, it rusted, it got old and unusable and undesirable and all these other things to where it was basically thrown out the window. And when the restorer comes, a knife restorer or whoever restores stuff, y'all, y'all go people that want to sell knives, old knives or whatever. They be on YouTube, y'all. Go look them up. Restore rusted knife. Okay. Go with the analogy here, though. So people who come back and restore it, they take their time. They buff it. They put chemicals on it to get all the rust out. They do all these things to restore it back to its original space. An old chair. You restore an old chair. You spray paint it. You make it look brand new. If God restores our soul, why would he not want his hand on the ugly stuff? Why would he not want his hand on the fact you struggle with smoking weed? Why would he not want his hand on the fact that you're jealous of people? Why would he not want his hand on the fact that you steal money? Why would he not want his hand on the fact that, uh, I don't know, another one, that you think about sex all the time? I mean, I don't know. I can think of a bunch of stuff. But why would he not want his hand on that? Because I definitely don't want to sit here and weigh sins because I know that I compare myself and that's still... You know, that's still a sin because you can't compare yourself or fearing the faces of men and all this kind of stuff that are mental. Like, why would he not want his hand on that? That to him is the part that allows him to restore you back to your original position. That's a good analogy, y'all. I'm going to have to use that somewhere else. But again, if he wants his hand on the ugly parts, why would he not want us to heal with him? And so I say this to say We have to approach God as father. We have to know that that is the key and the ticket into us being able to have the longing and lasting relationship with him. But because we even struggle coming to the father in our day to day lives or we feel so shamed and it makes us depressed. Really, when you feel shamed or down on yourself, you just feel depressed. You feel like your faith is gone. You look at other people and beat yourself up. You feel like you're never going to progress. You feel like what I have done has been a waste. And we don't even get to see the positive nature because the enemy literally sucks it out of us. 
and we allow it because we don't realize we have access. And so I'm wrapping this up to say, like, heal with the father, heal with the father and know that it's worth it. It it, is it's it's hard at times, but it's so beautiful. The ugly parts that God sees of me now, I'm like, bruh, look, this is what I'm thinking. And I feel like it's a when I open up to him in that regard, he steps in and is like, daughter, I got you. Like, it's okay. And I love him for that. So that's all I wanted to share today. Approaching God as father. I hope this brought to your awareness some new understanding of just the way we see God and the way we view him. He is he is everything. If he is so loving. Again, y'all, listen, God raised us to seat in heavenly places. In Ephesians 2 and 6, it says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places. If we sit in heavenly places spiritually, why would God not want us to sit in heavenly places even while we're with him, just in relationship? And so I just wanted to preface this. This was such a deep, deep, issue I saw that I I, the reason it got me was because if I saw so many other people hearing what I said and were like coming back to me say they resonated with it that means that is a trick of the enemy the enemy uses consistently on the children of God and I'm here to just like you know book up on camp so period um so I love y'all I love you I'll be back next week with another episode. If you enjoyed this one, please, please, please leave a review, share it with people and do not forget to sign up for the time with God challenge registration closes this Friday. And I do not want you to miss it. July 24th is when registration closes. So you do not want to miss. We start Sunday, July 26th to August 1st. All right. I love y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.